Hey, I'm Rebecca Hamilton, creator and owner of Chick Boss Cake. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips and tricks on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full disclosure, sweet talk scrapping woman entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. Well, it's 27 degrees outside and I've kind of been sitting in the sun all day and have already had a few drinks, so this should be interesting. We'll see how this episode goes. By the way, I don't know if you've tried these yet, but Muskoka Spirits has some new no sugar vodka soda flavors and the peach black currant one is absolutely bomb. It is so good. You definitely need to try them. I love them. It's definitely going to be my go-to summer drink and I am super excited about it. So anyways, Chad's here with me today because he's my husband and he lives with me and also he's very chatty and is a great person to have on my podcast to have conversations with. So hi, Chad. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Chad is back. So our podcast today is on the lockdown and how to adapt and how to pivot your business and yourself, basically, um, and how to get through it. It is the lockdown 3.0, the third freaking lockdown, stay at home, whatever situation. Um, And without getting too political and weird about it, I just, I really want to just know one freaking thing, okay? Just one little thing. Um, With all the intelligent people in the world, why the heck can no one figure this stuff out? I mean, honestly, it's been over a year now. Come on, people. What do you guys think? What do you think, Chad? Can somebody not figure this out? I mean, there's really smart people out there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe third time's a charm. I'm not too sure. I don't think so. I think maybe... Uh, learn from your previous mistakes that didn't work and didn't do anything and we're back in the same situation that we were a year ago so I hear ya it's really weird I don't know it's strange freaking times and it sucks Um, so yeah, so let's talk about how to get through this for the third time. I mean, I feel like people are so over it. Um, I know obviously the first lockdown, everybody was super careful and super scared because everybody thought they were going to die. I know I did, um, because we didn't know what was happening. And then, I mean, the second lockdown happened in January, like after. Christmas or whatever. And I mean, I don't know. The mindset then was like, oh, it's winter and we want to stay inside anyways. I don't think really too many people cared back then. Um, But now like the third one, like, I don't know. I think that people in general are actually like really over it by this point. I mean, what do you think? I don't know. 
Yeah. So I think if you think back to the original lockdown, everybody was really scared and it was more of like, oh, this is something where let's just try to navigate it and we don't really have to, you know, think about what that looks like and we're just going to try to survive. And then I think the second lockdown was more of like, okay, I need to make sure that you know, I'm making some changes uh, in my personal life, my business life that are more productive than everything that was basically thrown out the window in the in the first lockdown. And I mm-hmm. feel like with this third lockdown that it's about stepping it up even more. Right. You can go in one direction or you can go in another. So I think it's really important when this third one um, to take some time to go, you know, what? where is the blessing in all this? What can we do to take care of ourselves mentally, physically, um, to get more creative, uh, you know, use this time as a blessing, as opposed to it being a frustrating situation that it is. Um, and I think Rebecca and I are, are really good at navigating that and figuring that out. So Becca, why don't you tell them about some things that, you know, you're going to be doing over the next month here that are really going to put a focus on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think like one of the key takeaways that, um, we've learned like through just growing our business in general over the last 10 years and also in our own personal self-development journeys um, ourselves that we've learned is that yes lockdown sucks and things in life happen that suck and you're going to face challenges and hard times no matter what and this third lockdown is just another one of those challenges that you're going to face um even after this third lockdown like who knows what's going to happen after it but I can guarantee you that there's going to be more challenges like if it's not another lockdown it's going to be another challenge like life is challenges it's overcoming challenges and finding ways to adapt to challenges and pivot your business and your life um, to match the changes that happen in the world that you can't control so I think that it's really important to know that these things are going to happen and they're going to keep happening, um, whether it's a lockdown or the market's changing or the market is crashing or whatever happened in 2008 with the freaking, um, what was it called? The housing crisis. The housing crisis. Um, the stock market. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) Um, whether it's any of those like major situations or it doesn't matter, like the things happen regardless, um, that are going to be out of your control. And it is up to you to learn as a business person and in your personal life, how to adapt to those changes. Um, your level of happiness and fulfillment in your life is based on how you react act to crappy situations. So I think that that is super important to note that it's not a matter of like, oh, when this lockdown is done, then it's going to go back to normal. No, you still have to learn how to adapt and how to overcome challenges in your life. Because until you actually learn better techniques and methods for dealing with hard situations, you're going to continue to be a mess and you're going to continue to be stressed out and unorganized and feeling like crap. So 
I truly, truly feel for, I feel super bad for all my friends who own hair salons or barber shops, lash studios, spas, and everything else that's been forced to close down. Don't get me wrong. I totally feel for that. It sucks so much. And my heart goes out to all of my friends and people that own those businesses. And uh, I know that it sucks and I know that you're hurting right now. Um, And I totally feel for you. It's totally normal to be upset and to be angry and completely pissed off. Um, I am too, just because I am putting a positive spin on it and I am choosing to react in a more positive way um, doesn't mean that I'm not upset about it. And it doesn't mean that I don't have negative feelings towards it too, because I do. Absolutely. I don't like it either. And it sucks. Um, But it is super important to not stay in that negative space for a significant amount of time because the longer you stay in that angry state, then the more you're only hurting yourself, okay? Because being in that state doesn't change anything. It doesn't change the circumstances. It doesn't change anything that is happening around you. In fact, it just keeps you personally in a negative space, which is not where you want to be. Um, You cannot be happy when you're living in a negative space and you want to learn that the quicker you adjust and adapt, then the more successful, happy and fulfilled that you will be. Yeah. One thing I want to share on that note that I learned several years ago and it was a game changer for me um, is as human beings, you know, you think about people that are really positive and and bubbly and outgoing, you say, oh, what, do they never get upset? Of course not, right? And I remember that I learned this several years ago where everyone gets frustrated, everyone gets angry, but how long do you stay there is the difference between people that are really happy and really successful and those that are not, Yeah. right? So I'm sure many of our listeners can relate back to, you know, maybe your uh, early 20s, late teens, where, you know, something so trivial would be the end of the world mm-hmm. and you would stay in that negative state for months right yeah. and if you think about things now in life all these lockdowns all these challenges and, and business pivots that we've had to face you know how long do you stay there now right and you know even though it sucks I'm sure that it was way worse in lockdown number one not lockdown number two you, you realize hey that's not as bad and then number three okay it's still frustrating nonetheless but I'm sure you've found that you get out of that state a little bit quicker Right. And if you don't, well, then there's some work to do. So mm-hmm. when I learned this concept of, you know, you can get pissed off, you can get angry, but do you stay there for five days or do you stay there for five hours or do you stay there for only five minutes? So how quickly you can shift that mindset will be a game changer in the impact that it will have on your overall well-being. 
Yeah, that is like so true. And um, training your mind to switch from a negative space to a positive space um, is literally just that. It is training your mind. And just like any skill that you develop, like if you're going to be a runner, you start running like one kilometer and then maybe next time you do two kilometers, like you train your mind in small steps, just like you train for anything else and um, the more that you train it the easier and more second nature it comes to switch from a negative mind space to a positive mind space Um, obviously uh, we've been training our minds for a very long time and um, in the beginning it was not like that at all and we had the same questions we were like how are these positive people like so positive like it's kind of annoying and it's weird Um, and those are the thoughts that you have when you're first starting out on your self-development journey because you don't really understand like how these people are positive all the time and the fact is like you were saying um, that they're not positive all the time they just don't stay in a negative mindset for an extended period of time and they don't let it consume them and take control of their lives because that is not a good space to be in exactly they put in the work to build the muscle it's just Mm -hmm. like you see someone who's in great physical shape and you get angry that they are um don't I mean they put in the work right so you know when it comes to the mental side of this there is work there is training there Mm -hmm. is um, routine there is uh, commitment all these things to shifting that mindset you and I focus on this and we build that muscle every single day you know and years go by and and you know things happen unexpected expected all frustrating but yeah you like to call it mental fitness mental fitness yeah baby (laughs) yeah that's what that's his term that he calls uh mental fitness because it is just as important to work on your mental fitness as it is your physical fitness and your physical well-being it is super important and is the same exact concept as you going to the gym and working out you need to be mindful and catch yourself when you're having negative thoughts and switch it around okay and the more you do that the easier it gets just like lifting weights at the gym promise you that absolutely we have this however many million year old brain that is always out to uh you know focus on that fear to you know fend off cyber saber tooth tigers from you know (laughs) the beginning of time so it's your brain does that by default right just like how you know your your brain in and when you think about eating or or um you know health it's gonna go i want the pizza first yeah so it goes to that by default so if you don't train it and reprogram it and work mm-hmm. on it every day you know and it doesn't happen overnight like if you don't do that for a couple of weeks it'll start going back in the opposite direction right so it's about not letting extended periods of time i find for myself personally yeah um, without building that muscle obviously life's gonna happen you may go you know a few days here and there where you don't work on it mm-hmm. but you shouldn't allow weeks to go by no. because then it, you're just right back building that uphill battle and like becca always says um consistency trumps intensity uh, yeah. and that's that's something that you can use for anything in life um and that's also a game changer oh yeah for sure and i literally just learned that whole concept like 
last year. I learned it um, at the Rachel Hollis Rise Conference that consistency over intensity is the key. And since then, I've been using that approach in every aspect of my life that consistency over intensity um, matters the most. And that's how you get the results um, in any area of your life. And that's what I've been doing. And I've noticed a huge substantial difference in doing that because previously my approach um, was the opposite where it was intensity over consistency um, because I'm a perfectionist. So I like to do things like full throttle and very perfectiony um, all at once. So I will go all in uh, intensity wise, like for a day or two days and then forget about it for like a month because I was like, wow, I just did like, I was so intense. I don't need to do it for like a month. Right. And you don't get results that way. It's, it's, I've done that approach like my whole life up until last year. And then I switched it to the opposite where it was more on the consistency side, just doing like smaller, less perfectiony stuff every single day. And I've gotten a way better results. So if there's anything you can take away from this podcast, it is that consistency over intensity is key for your business and your life and anything that you're doing. So can't stress that enough. Super important. Um, Another really important thing, uh, it's a saying that I like and I resonate with a lot, and it is be ready so that you don't have to get ready. And I really like that statement a lot. Um, And it means that taking care of yourself on a daily basis is essential to your well-being and your mental health and your physical health so that when things are hard or when challenges happen, you're well-rested and have the energy and clarity of mind to handle it properly, okay? Um, So why don't you talk to them about how you do your meditation in the morning every day, you go for a run in the morning, like pretty much every day, um, so that you can go in, run our three bakery store locations, manage our 15 staff, Um, Obviously, problems happen every single day when you run a business of this caliber. Obviously, problems are bound to happen. So why don't you tell them that and how important that is in your everyday life? Yeah, it's so important. Um, So like Rebecca said, I mean, taking care of that in a proactive way as opposed to a reactive way is crucial. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you think about anything in your life where, um, you know, let's say something stressful happened, but you were already in a stressed out state or Mm -hmm. you're already in a depressed state or a frustrated state, you know, that additional thing seems so overwhelming. Right. Yeah. And then if you think about a time in your life where, you know, you're excited, you're looking forward to something, you know, maybe it's Friday night, Saturday night, you know, you get all your problems of the world behind you. um, And then something negative happens. You treat that situation in a completely different way. Had that happened in the opposite state of mind. Right. And so once I realized that I was like, okay, 
I know the things that make me feel good, right? Waking up, meditating, running, you know, getting, you know, that dopamine flow in a positive way to my brain early in the morning to start my day, um, you know, focusing on gratitude, things I'm grateful for, um, and just reflecting in that sense. So when I go into to work and manage our locations and, you know, hey, Chad, we ran out of this or hey, Chad, this customer needs this or, you know, so-and-so called in sick or whatever the case may be that's totally unexpected and I have to completely change the game plan of what we were intending to do that day. Which happens often when you're exactly. running a right? busy like ass this, business. You, you know, you got 15 <laughs> employees, right? They yeah. got their own needs and their own issues and their yeah. own situations. So, um, you know, it, so these things are going to happen. They're inevitable. I can't control those things. But the one thing I can control is my proactive way to get ahead of my mental fitness, build that mental state. So when those things come up and those things arise, I am ready and I'm like, all right, what do we got to do? So now when things come up, it's not, oh, that sucks. Oh man. Oh, I waste it. Now, how are we going to figure, what do we got to do? What do we got to do? What do we got to do? Because I'm in the right state, I'm ready for what do we got to do all the time? Okay, here we are. Lockdown 3.0, you know, hey, it was bound to happen. Maybe there'll be a lockdown 4.0. Get ready. What do we got to do? Right? First one, nobody's seen coming. Second one, yeah, potentially, but not as much. Third one, okay, now we're seeing these coming. What do we got to do? It should not be like, oh my God, you know, blame Doug Ford. And you know, yeah, okay, this is not a time to play the victim. It's a time to take control of what you can control. I can't control issues that arise in my business. I can't control issues that arise in our staff. You know, you can't control Doug Ford. You can't control COVID. So <laughs> what you can control. I like that you is, just are like, I right? can't control yeah. Doug Ford. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no. you, can, you see those memes. They're pretty funny on social media. <laughs> yeah. Right. But the, the the moral of the story is, is that you can only control the ways that you drive revenue to your business, the ways that you build your mental stamina, mm-hmm. the ways that you wake up each morning and focus on the good instead of the negative. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't happen overnight. It comes with work, just like a bodybuilder with big muscles. They did not get jacked overnight. Mm-hmm. They built that day in and day out with consistency over intensity. Exactly. And, you know, when you look at people like that, like you can have what you want to have if you're willing to work for it just as much as that person did. So, you know, if you're one of those people who looks at those really, really fit in shape people and they're, you're like jealous of them and whatever, you have all these negative feelings about it. Like you could have that same athleticism or body or whatever too, if you actually wanted to put in the same amount of work that that person is putting in. So, um, you shouldn't be criticizing or judging people, um, based on their level of success in their lives because they're working hard for it. So if you want it, then it's there for you too. And you just need to put in the same level of work that they are as well. So I think that that's something that, um, we can admire in people like that, that actually do put in the work and do get the results and, um, it shows. So I think that that's really, really important. And I'll give you you a great example. I remember many years ago, 
you know, some of these successful people I started following and I'm looking at their flashing, you know, cars and diamonds and all yeah. this stuff. And I'm thinking, what the heck is this? Like, it's like what did they, <laughs> who did they rob? Who did they con? Yeah. Who did they just uh, manipulate like- to, to get where they're at? Right. And then the more that I looked into it and they're all connected with similar successful people and they're yeah. all doing, talking about the same stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. Like that mindset is like a justification, rationalization, keep me small, keep me unsuccessful mindset. Totally. So once I realized that, I was like, okay, that is just my head trying to mess with me to make myself feel better about where I'm at. What are they doing? And so then it became more of like, wait a minute, not that I hate where they're at. What are they doing? that has got them to the level of success that they've got, right? Because the hater mindset, you're naturally going to go there. Just like how the default goes, give me pizza. Yeah. Let me sleep in till noon. Let me do all those things that don't build that in the right direction. Haters are never successful, by the way. Like literally, I've never met a hater that is successful ever. Have you? No, I don't think so. It doesn't exist, (laughs) right? Um, So once I realized that, I'm like, hey, there's got to be some sort of thing that they're doing. I start, you know, research and all this stuff. And okay, this person... Person's waking up at 5 a.m. This person's waking up at 5:30. This person 4:30. This person's meditating. This person's, um, you know, doing yoga. This person's, you know, running. This person's lifting weight. Like, you know, all the, they're all doing the same thing. Like they're doing different variations of it, but mm-hmm. it's all physical right? Actual exercise, physical, like your health, as far as the food and nutrients you put in your body. And then there's the mental piece. Every successful person has a mental piece that they do as part of the routine every day. They may all be different in the way that they approach it, but the principle and the fundamental behind it is the same. So once I realized that I'm like, okay, that seems like, you know, kind of silly, but I don't know how that's actually going to make us more money or make us more successful. But I'm like, well, it must work because why are they all doing that? Right. So I remember once I found that out, it shifted my mindset completely. And that's where it became more of a proactive approach as opposed to a reactive one. Right. So instead of um, like being hateful or jealous of the success that other people have, maybe. And I feel like the smarter approach would be to be like, hey, how did they do it so that I can do it? too. I mean, obviously, like if you are jealous of something, that means that you're insecure about something in your own life. And um, if it's something that you actually want to have, I feel like look at what they're doing. Like success leaves clues is something that uh, we've learned. And we like a lot of successful people say that. And Tony Robbins talks about turning decades into days by learning from other very successful people because it's something that you can learn from them instead of hating on them. Obviously, what does hating do? It doesn't makes you feel better for like a short period of time and then you're back to your miserable self. So I don't think that that really does any good. Amen. Yeah. So what advice do you have for um, businesses that are forced to shut down? I mean, obviously we're not forced to shut down. Um, We are allowed to be open for takeout and delivery. Um, But I mean, I know a lot of food places do shut down. That's their choice. But what do you think for places that are actually have to shut down, like hair salons and stuff like that? You know, Hey, look, even though we're allowed to be open, the fact of the matter is 
we have to change our entire business model mm-hmm. regardless. Okay. So I remember I read an article, I don't know the name of the bakery in Toronto and they had, you know, many locations and they went out of business. Yeah. There's an article I read in like the fall of last year. Right. And I remember I showed it to him. I'm like, look, listen to this. Right. And they say, oh, they couldn't survive, whatever. And so that could have been us. Yeah. Right. We didn't offer delivery everywhere. Yeah. We didn't, you know, completely change the entire operation of people ordering online and, um, you know, different roles within the business, getting a delivery fleet of yeah. vehicles. Like we changed everything. Okay. We could have easily been like, no one's coming to our store. We're not going to be able to do it. So to answer your question, even though we have the benefit of being open, we still have the um, challenge of having to pivot and completely change the business model. So to those that have to actually be closed, um, whatever industry you're in, there's many creative ways that you can sell products um, either online or through delivery or through pre-orders for future stuff, right? You know, get creative. I mean, if you have this time now, and like I said, this is the third go at it. You know, if if God isn't Mm, teaching you a cruel lesson, it's like, here's life yeah. here is what happens whether whether this was covid or not i mean you know it could have been you know your brother died and it could have been you know uh all these things that unexpectedly happen and that, what are you going to do about it so now that you're having a third opportunity at this make it worthwhile right yeah. do the changes now figure out an alternative like addition to your business that you're allowed to do that's going to make you money um because you need to be prepared what if there's a fourth lockdown what if there's a fifth lockdown i don't know what if like he said like what if somebody dies like you need to have a plan in place and be ready so that you don't have to get ready okay i'll give you a great example so our dog grooming company the lady i brought her into the groomers right after the second lockdown and she's like yeah you know what my husband's working on this online platform we're gonna sell like dog food and dog treats and all this stuff online in the event that we go into a third lockdown amazing and i remember i i kind of chuckled because i was like i'm like yeah that's awesome but i'm like yeah third lockdown that would be crazy Right. Um, you know, I thinking at the yeah. time and here we are now and like good thing they got the ball rolling in yeah. the second lockdown. So, totally. hey, here, if you're in the third one now and you thought oh, the second one, you're humming and hawing about whatever ideas that other people in your industry are doing, you know, get on that bandwagon. We could be in a fourth lockdown, a fifth lockdown. We don't know what these variants are, what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. No. So don't make excuses for yourself. Figure out the different creative ways that you can make revenue, even creative ways that could potentially make you revenue down the road, right? Make some changes within your business. Especially if you're locked down right now and you are like not allowed to be open, what are you doing with your time like that you're locked down for? Are you working on your business? Are you trying to figure out an alternative addition to your business that generates revenue so that you can support yourself through the next hard challenge that comes your way? Um, Or are you just just sitting through lockdown, you know, just waiting for it to end so that you can get back to work. I mean, I feel like a true entrepreneur is somebody who does not just sit around and, you know, let the circumstances dictate their success and their future. I feel like they're, they take it into their own hands and 
and they get creative and they figure something out. We've been, this is the third lockdown. You've had two other lockdowns to figure something out to add to your business, whether it's delivery of product or whatever. Um, I think we have so many local amazing businesses who are doing this. I see it all over the community um, of awesome examples that you can look up to and be like, oh, this salon is doing that. Maybe I should go in that direction too. learn from other people in your community. See what they're doing. Um, Don't just turn a blind eye and just wait for this to all be over because there's going to be future challenges that you are going to wish that you prepared for now. So, yeah. And and one thing I want to say, one of the worst things you can do if your business is shut down, if you went into your business and you work nine to five and now that you're locked down, you're sleeping to like, you know, nine or 10 and working 11 to three, right? Like stop that, create that regimen and that routine, regardless of whether you're open or not. Yeah. Work harder. Actually, now's the time to actually grind away and work harder, wake up earlier, work on your business later. Like, Like if you're in lockdown, you need to step it up. Don't just wait around for this to end. Amen. Um, I think it's amazing and super inspiring, super inspiring to looking at the shops who are taking charge and doing everything that they can instead of staying in the victim mentality. For example, um, in St. Thomas, Jazz Brow Boss, who is super awesome and she did my brows and love her. She's such a kind, loving person and I can't say enough good things about her. Um, She specializes in eyebrows, waxing and eyebrow tattoos. Obviously, she was forced to close, but during lockdowns, um, all throughout the lockdowns, she's been selling skincare products for curbside pickup and delivery. So, I mean, obviously, she's forced to close. She has the entrepreneurial spirit, and she is like, how can I make money while I am closed? And I think that that is a great example and a great mindset to have. Um, Another example that I think is awesome is um, barbers like Jay Fade, St. Thomas. He does, he works in St. Thomas and in London. Um, He has been selling merchandise. So t-shirts, sweaters, all kinds of merch with his logo on it. So he's not only um, selling that to make money, but also branding himself and working on his social media to get lots of followers so that, um, you know, when it does open back up, then he's going to be booked. And I think that that is freaking awesome. I think that is how you truly stand out as an entrepreneur by continuously adapting and pivoting your business regardless of outside circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. So those are a couple, um, you know, examples for our listeners to, uh, to hear. Um, and you know, Hey, I get it. It's not easy, right? Like, you know, this just seems like a never ending, you know, you hear that line of, Oh, when things go back, like it's not going to go back to normal. Okay. Even when this is done, yeah. like the way that people do business like it's online. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a totally different way of doing it. Yeah. Um, 
And if you can create that revenue model for your business at this point in time, it's just going to be in addition to your brick and mortar or to your um, door to door or B2B or any of that stuff. So it's just really important now to take this time and use it wisely. Right. Don't get stuck into that sleeping late, you know, eating like crap. Don't go down the lockdown number one road again. No. Everyone knows that (laughs) didn't work. Yeah. Right. Learn from your mistakes and make the necessary changes. Otherwise, you will be in that victim mentality um, like Rebecca touched on the whole purpose the whole like definition of victim mentality is just blaming everybody else or external circumstances for your misfortune right um and i remember when i learned this a few years ago about how you know there's so many things that you can use to to rationalize different things that happen negatively and if you take responsibility for things that even like like the one example was like if i'm late you know, because of a train, I blame the train. Well, you could have left earlier, right? Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, it is true. The train made you late, but you could have left earlier. So like kind of stepping up that mindset even further, even further, like there's crazier examples of that. That's kind of a, like a base level one. Um, but I love when I challenge that mindset. And yeah. once you realize that, then it, it makes a huge difference on how you approach things. Yeah. So I think that that is super awesome too. Like every time that you make an excuse for something, um, and we try and like help and train our employees on that. We have a lot of younger employees, um, who like have a hard time understanding it also. So we try to help them understand that whenever you are making an excuse for something, let's look at what the solution could have been to have a different result from it. So if, for example, you're late coming to work, what what could you do next time to not be late for work? Okay, so that could mean you leave 10 minutes earlier. Um, And so it's just getting your brain trained and used to that mindset of every single time you make an excuse, you need to catch yourself making that excuse, hold yourself accountable and figure out what you're going to do differently next time. Um, so that you don't have to make that same excuse because excuses are just that they're excuses and, um, there's no reason for them. Uh, you can literally make an excuse about everything just the same way you can make a logical, intelligent decision to prevent that excuse next time. Right. Absolutely. And I, I love this approach. And the, the creepy thing about it is, is I remember once we really got involved in avoiding that victim excuse mindset, um, you'll, you'll start catching yourself. Oh, and yeah. with Rebecca and I like, we'll be it's like, hilarious. and then you'll be like, Oh, there, there's the brain going that way again. And then it's like, Oh, I caught myself. I can't. And then you're kind of screwed at that point. Oh, you're so right? screwed. Like we <laughs> joke about it now because we're like, we know when we're making an excuse, like we know, you know, like for example, um, I have to eat like really specific food or I feel like really, really, really off. Um, and if I go ahead and I eat the like pizza or whatever the heck I eat that makes me feel like crap, like, like the excuse is, oh, we're going out with friends for dinner. So I should like have pizza and have a good time and whatever. And like, that's such a stupid excuse because I know I'm going to feel like crap for like a week after and it's not worth it. Never is never, uh, like there's no 
food in the world that's worth feeling like crap for a week after. Um, so it's catching yourself in your excuse mindset and holding yourself accountable because like I said, you can make an excuse for literally anything. Yeah. And it's funny, right? And once you start understanding that your mind does that, you'll catch yourself and you'll be like, you're like, I'm trying to like outsmart my subconscious right now. No, it's ridiculous. And like, I'm fully aware that that is like BS. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh no, now that my subconscious is aware of my BS excuses. Yeah. You can't use them anymore. I'm like, oh my God. I can't even use rationalizations no more. Oh, no. I'm screwed. So, so screwed. it's funny, right? But yeah. on a positive note, it's actually awesome yeah. because then you hold yourself to a completely higher standard. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and you just tackle things head on in life because you're like, I'm not even going to, you know, make any rationalization about anything because I know that there's a there's a better option. There yeah, always there's always is, a right? better option. That's the thing. Um, and I think that it is super important and super super cool if you can have a partner that also has that same uh, value of of um, holding yourself accountable and not having excuses because if you are having a weak moment and you're like uttering these stupid excuses then your partner can be like yeah that's actually a freaking stupid freaking excuse so and Chad and I do that to each other all the time um, because obviously we're human and we have weak moments of making excuses too but the difference is is that we hold each other accountable and we catch it and um, we call each other out on it right away yeah like the important thing to understand is it's not about being insensitive right so obviously there's things I can be a little insensitive Sometimes. She can. This is true. But it, I'm just I mean, very straightforward. I don't know. <laughs> we both can agree on that. Um, but I mean, obviously, there's things in life that are like really substantial and really traumatic. And I get yes. it. Right. So true. it's not about, you know, making, you know, um, overcoming those things instantly. No. I get it. Right. No. But when it comes to trivial things that, you know, deep down that your yeah. mind is trying to mess with you to give you an excuse to be like, let's watch Netflix tonight instead of working on our business. Yeah. That is an excuse. So your oh, mind, yeah. know, you know, that ain't the right decision. Okay. Yeah. So you can tell yourself, yeah, I worked hard. I deserve. Okay, sure. But where are you at? Are you reaching your goals? Are you where you want to be? Because if you're not, then you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to be spinning your wheels again. Okay. So that's what I'm trying to say. And that's what we're trying to portray is that, you know, understanding when those thoughts come in, catching them and then having an accountability partner, whether it's your actual spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, maybe it's a best friend, um, you know, a business mentor, a coach, whatever that is, having that accountability partner is fantastic because those are the ones that are going to objectively catch those things without any hidden agenda, right? Without any, um, you know, worry or concern about telling you the truth. And those are the people that you need to be surrounding yourself with as opposed to people that, um, you know, are bad influences. So I feel like the more that you can surround the closest people in your life um, with those people, then that's when you're going to see major differences. Yeah, no, 100%. It's definitely all who you surround yourself with. Um, If you find that your circle is one of those circles who is like super gossipy and um, negative and whiny and complaining, oh my gosh, I hate complaining the most. 
most, if somebody asks me for help or advice on something, I will definitely give my opinion on it. And that's basically the end of that because I don't like when people continue to complain about the same problem that they're not willing to fix or put the time and effort in to fix. Um, and I don't really like wasting another one of your famous lines, either complain and do something about it or, or don't, don't complain, beep, at, complain all. at all. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> no, there's nothing I hate worse than complaining because if you are complaining about something, that means that you probably have the capability to fix it. So there's no need to complain about it. So if you're complaining that you're overweight or you're not healthy or you don't have enough time or whatever, um, there's like endless amounts of complaints that you could have and there is answers and solutions to all of them. So I feel like we'll do another podcast in the future on yeah. uh, the excuse of I don't have time. Oh yeah, that's a definite. Yeah, that's like, a loaded one. Right that's there. a lengthy, like we could do an hour podcast on the I don't have time excuse alone alone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that See, now that we planted the seed yeah. of I don't have time, which is one of the number one rationalizations and excuses that your mind will try to place on you. Yeah. You are now screwed knowing that when you hear yourself say, I don't have time, you're going to think about this podcast and be like, Oh, oh no. yeah. Oh, I do have time. People Uh-oh. have time for what they make time for. So if you say you don't have time for something, a better answer to that is I don't want to do that because you're just making an excuse and let's just be real. Just be honest with yourself um, and say that you actually don't want to do that because the fact is, is that you do have time. You have the same amount of time in a day that everybody else has and other people do make time for that. So there is literally no reason to say that. Thank you. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think that that's pretty much it. I don't really have anything else to add. Other stay than tuned for the stay tuned for I Don't that. Have Time podcast <laughs> coming to a coming podcast soon. near you. <laughs> yeah, um, that'll be a good one. And actually, I touch in that in my book as well. So anyways, yes, let's wrap this up. I think that that was really a good podcast for the situation that we're all facing right now. Um, reach out to me. I'm on Instagram at Rebecca at boss cake let me know i'd love to hear from other local businesses what you guys are doing and how you are pivoting and adapting to the challenging times Um, let me know what you're doing and i would love to share it on my social media so that other people can check out your business too Um, i am all about local businesses and community and collaboration so let me know what you guys are doing i'd love to hear from you and And yeah, that's about it. Thanks, guys. As always, thanks for listening to my podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk, with me, your host, Rebecca Hamilton, owner and creator of Chick Boss Cake. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Hit me up on social media. I'm on Instagram at Rebecca at Chick Boss Cake or Facebook as Rebecca Hamilton, because that's my name. Today is a great day to make greatness happen and turn your ordinary life into something extraordinary. Start creating the life of your dreams today.